just build. Like, don't wait to join a company to start building things. What is going on, everybody? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. This is Michael Zakhand, founder and creator of Our Future, the business podcast for young people where you, the listener, will get exclusive industry insights and career advice three times a week in short, high-energy episodes. Today, I'm bringing you the newest rendition of the Our Future Career Series, where students who have landed the coolest internships and opportunities share their secrets to success. We're exploring tech this week with Shaker Ramazwami, who's had an insane footprint in the industry. He's a CS student over at Brown, and he worked as a machine learning engineer at Neuro, a $5 billion self-driving startup, and at Instagram as a software engineer. And now he's building a networking platform called Orbit. So without further ado, we're going to dive into a career in tech with Shaker Ramazwami. Dude, honestly, I'd love just to hear like a, a high level overview of all the companies that you've worked for, because you've had so many cool opportunities. Well, it started a while ago. So I started my first internship when I was a junior in high school, and that was at a company called Clary. Uh, they, they, they took a chance on me. Um, they didn't really know much about, you know, what I was, you know, and typically high schoolers don't really work for companies, um, you know, especially, you know, fully funded tech companies. It's a, it's a, um, harker, it's a harker thing. It's a, it's a harker vibe. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was cool. It, they're essentially doing like a sales platform on top of Salesforce, you know, trying to deliver to you like actionable insights for their salespeople or for a company salespeople. And then the next one was at a prenatal genetic testing company. I was interested in biotech at the time. I thought it'd be something I would, you know, I'd want to do in the future because I could see like the immediate real world impact, uh, you know, that you're having on actual people. Um, so I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Um, so I was like, okay, let's, let's jump into gaming. So then I went to Pocket Gems and I was interested in more like UX stuff. So I was just doing some front end work for them. And then after that, I know this is, this is getting a little long at Neuro, which is one of the cooler ones. It was a self-driving car company. Neuro is yeah, sick. Super cool. How did you, how did you get into, I mean, Neuro, super sick venture backed, uh, you know, autonomous vehicles company. How, how did you find your way into, into the company? Yeah. So like the first three were more just either introductions or just cold emailing the CEO, just be like, Hey, what's up? Like, uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a student. I love, I love your product. Like I'd love to just kind of, you know, give it a shot. Um, Neuro was more of a traditional um, recruiting process. Like you kind of just got to apply and hope they respond to you. And that was more for MN and ML role. So it wasn't actually like coding interviews per se. It was more like kind of like ML intuition behind, you know, given the scenario um, you know, what do you think you would do? Like what hyperparameters would you want to update um, to kind of, you know, achieve your end goal? You know, one of the canonical questions is, you know, given that two cars are passing by each other, you know, how would you analyze the model of the car in three seconds? You know, what, what type of model architecture would you think about um, in order to kind of classify this car, which is, which is really cool. You know, I really, I really thought that uh, that was a dope thing. So I, I really enjoyed my time at Neuro. Um, I was working on, you know, improving their detection systems from just RGB cameras. Um, oh yeah, you, you're into cars. So I'm sure you're familiar with like LIDAR and how that, you know, how that works. Um, I was going to say Neuro only has one LIDAR, which is pretty, which is not that common. You know, companies like Waymo blow like 25 K on six LIDARs each, um, on, on, on their cars. So Neuro only has one. So they're, they're not dealing with that much data. So trying to figure out how to extract, you know, bounding boxes and analyzing people and cars from this one LIDAR is, is a tough problem. So that's what I was working on in Neuro. The, 
The first neuro vehicle I was familiar with, uh, I met Dan Mitchell, who's their community engagement manager, and they had the little guy, you know, the the delivery yeah. boy uh, that was cruising yeah. <laughs> Mountain View streets. But yeah. then I was in Mountain View last week and I saw a full-on neuro self-driving car. So it looks like they're also doing, you know, the the larger stack as well as the, like the small delivery bot. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. a super cool company, I guess. Was there any like books or like online resources that enabled you to get a taste of those questions that an ML company might ask you? Like, did you go about preparing uh, in a certain way? Yeah, people ask me this a lot, and I'm 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 not a great example for what you should be doing. A lot of my knowledge is um, just from reading Medium articles and kind of just trying it out on my own. Um, and that's, I guess that's more common for ML based things. Cause a lot of it is you, you just got to build up intuition over time. Like I taken a bunch of classes at that point that were very ML focused, you know, some seminar classes that really just test your intuition. Um, especially for cutting edge ML work, you just got to read papers. It's really not that fun. Like I don't enjoy it. I'm taking a seminar class right now with a bunch of PhD students and it's just, you know, every, every week you got to read two, three papers and get ready to debate you know, what, what are the pros and cons of these papers? Um, and through that really understand what's, what's working, what's not. So I brought on, um, Samir Patel, uh, back in, in July and he is a, a director of engineering at Instagram. So, uh, definitely interesting to hear about like what goes on in these companies. And obviously there's such magnets for talent. They have, they pay incredibly well and they have these super structured internship programs because they have the resources to set them up. So I'd love to hear a bit more about your experience at Instagram. Yeah, cool. So I was working on the shopping part. So I think they just, as of yesterday, announced that, you know, entirely new tab is going to be dedicated to an e-commerce like platform. And I was working on the content recommendations uh, for people that are browsing, um, you know, whatever they want to buy, you know, shoes, shirts, watches, like really whatever you want. Um, so my, my, my kind of high level goal is if you can envision Instagram's universe as a graph. Okay. So you have you, you and you and me follow each other on Instagram. You liked a, a Nike shoe. So you have an edge between your little, like your person and this, the shoe. And that means I'm two steps away from this Nike shoe. Right. Does, does, does that make sense? Right. It's right. third so, degree or second degree. Yeah, something they're, they're, they're like two hops away. This Nike shoe yeah. is now two hops away from me. Can we derive actionable insights from this graph? You know, this can be taken to the billionth space where Instagram really operates. Can we derive connections and important content recommendations from this graph? So given that you like this Nike shoe and I previously expressed interest in Nike, can we draw a connection? Be like, oh, maybe this shoe is cool because Michael really likes it. So that was kind of like the high level goal. Um, can we essentially derive recommendations from Instagram's graph? Cause that's a more natural way of representing how people actually think and how people Dude, think about recommendations. It's crazy to think about how these algorithms work. So just tell me a bit about the Instagram interview. I remember Samir was telling me how the problems at these social media companies aren't solved. Like there's a reason why they, they, they throw tens of thousands of people at them. Um, so it really matters like how you can work in a team. So I'd like to hear a bit more about kind of how you, how, how that Instagram interview went. Yeah. So that was more of a traditional tech interview that, that you'll hear about, you know, people, I was essentially, I think it was just three rounds. 
Um, and each one of them was just a few tech problems uh, accompanied with some like resume background questions. And for those, you know, companies like Facebook and Google or whatever, will pull things off of things like leak code um, and like similar sites where it's really, it's not really applicable to anything you've really done in class. And to be honest, I was really bad at them um, when I first started doing coding interviews because I coded a bunch on the side, but these are just kind of like brain teasers and you kind of have to practice them uh, to really get good. So it was nothing. There's sites sites and books to use to practice these questions. Yeah. So I use leakcode.com was probably the the one I use the most. Um, There is a big book that I've heard of cracking the coding interview. Um, apparently is very common. Apparently, if you can get through it, you like are really, really set. Um, I did not have the patience to go through such a big book. Um, I only did a few problems on leak code every, you know, every few weeks and that was enough. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'd recommend for people, you know, looking into, you know, starting at especially larger tech companies. Uh, it's kind of like the SAT, like they don't really have a better way of filtering people without having to sit down with a candidate and talk for two to three Especially hours. So many of them, so many come through the, the company. Exactly. Um, so they need some, you know, uniform way of measuring performance. And so they'll fall back on these coding questions, which, you know, I'm, in my opinion, I don't think they're useful. If I were to, if I were to start interviewing people, I would not ask them coding questions, but once you get to that scale, you kind of have to fall back on something. Uh, so they ask these brain teaser like questions. Uh, you're a co-founder at Orbit. Um, which it looks like you've been uh, tinkering away at for some time now. Tell me a bit about tell me a bit about Orbit. Yeah, so Orbit's essentially a platform to help you network better. So we 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 want to do three main things. You know, first of all, your contacts are scattered all over the place. You have some on LinkedIn, some on mobile. We have calendar events, like we just had a calendar event, and it's it, it, we. I felt like you know it was everything is everywhere. And I, whenever I'd have a meeting, I'd write down notes about people. I'd have reminders to follow up with them. And I just have sticky notes like around my desk, on my computer, in random places, sometimes in a spreadsheet. And I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, I wish there was kind of one platform to aggregate all these contacts into one place. Um, and then I could start doing things with them because I actually have a really good idea of who's in my network, who I'm talking to, um, what I can improve on. So we're like, all right, let's build Orbit. So the first part is, you know, we aggregate all your contacts, you know, we pull them off LinkedIn, off calendar, off Google contacts, your mobile contacts, they all come into one place. Then unlike LinkedIn, which kind of feeds you information, especially on the feed, but they're very ad heavy. And I, I, I'm sure, you know, you're on LinkedIn a bunch, like every other post will be like, you know, when I was 12, I got laid off <laughs> and then I worked my way up and, you know, challenges and now I'm this person you're like it doesn't actually keep you really informed of your network because I have a bunch of people on LinkedIn that I've never even met so we're trying to we're trying to build a platform that you know shows you news like so say one of my contacts say our future is in the news like TechCrunch writes about you it will say like hey you know Michael was just mentioned in the news um, and we will give you a feed hyper directed to your hyper directed to yeah hyper directed to students that you have at least had a conversation with that you have at least shared a classroom with potentially. I think that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, I'd love to join whenever it launches and like 
be a, you know, get some of my friends and maybe audience members to join as well. So just let me know, like I'm always down to, to jump on a new platform, especially as it relates to professional development and connections. Cause that's my life. That's this brand, I guess, just to round things out, like obviously, a, um, you know, we've had a, a dope combo. What is your piece of career advice to a student that wants to get into tech? Like you've had such a sick footprint in the industry at such a young age. Uh, you're just graduating Brown here. So what is like uh, a guiding uh, piece of, of advice for someone, you know, maybe just beginning their journey to start working at tech companies? Yeah, I think I think the, the thing that has helped me the most by far has been just build. You know, what, what you're doing here is sick. Like, don't wait to join a company to start building things. Like, I think, you know, before Orbit, which is, you know, finally getting some traction after a year of working at it, I built, I think, three apps before that. And they'd all failed miserably. <laughs> like I, I was so hyped. Like I built them, I released them and you know, they, they did okay, but like they just didn't get the traction I wanted. I killed it and moved on. But just learning from all these experiences, not getting discouraged, making sure you're always, you know, focusing on something that you love, I think has been so helpful for me. Otherwise I, I wouldn't be here, right? I, I wouldn't have all this experience going into all these tech companies applying. Like they're all coming back yes now because I've put in the work I've built you know, tons of products. I know how, like, I know how ecosystems work. So always be building, no matter what you're doing, just build. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Shaker Ramazwami, former intern at Neuro and Instagram and the co-founder of Orbit. Stay tuned for more on how you can join Shaker's new platform. You can join the waitlist at the link in the description of this episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. And my final request is if you could please leave our future a review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world. Be with you guys again soon and stay frosty.